Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome. I am so thrilled to be here with you today because I have with me not only one of my amazing clients and new authors of the best-selling book, Circular Leadership, but also an amazing leader, an amazing woman who I consider to also be a dear dear soul sister and friend. She has been in this world of consciousness raising and transformation as the director of a nonprofit organization that she started in 2001 called A Community of Transformation in Annapolis, Maryland. And she is uh, she's just near and dear to my heart. So Linda Roebuck, I am so excited to share this time with you and share you with my audience. Well, Christine, it's such an honor for me to be here. I am excited to see how this unfolds and see what kind of learning I can share with your listeners. Absolutely. And I think where I want to start, Linda, is this moment, right? Pretty much everyone listening right now to this episode, every episode pretty much, if you're listening, it's because there's this book inside of you. And there's this moment where there's an awareness that, oh my gosh. I think I want to write. I think I want to become an author. So would you share a little bit about like, how did you know that authorship was something that was, you know, in your path for you to do? Well, that's a good question. And in reflecting on it, I can't say that there was a moment. I could say I always felt that I had a book in me, but I I had so many issues around, I can't write, I don't feel like I'm a good enough, smart enough writer, so a lot of that, and I just would not even go there. Let me just say, I feel like we have some people right now listening, nodding their head up and down, like, yeah, I've been there, done that, had it in me for years, and had all those voices going on. So let's hear about the until. Until I was invited, and this is, leads me to where I first met you. I was invited to your breakthrough conference in Baltimore, Maryland, and lo and behold, on my calendar, it was for four days, and I had nothing scheduled, so I thought I'd been invited and had a discount, and I thought, this will be my time just to go chill out, not have anything to do, because I take on a lot of responsibility in my organization and around home and so forth. So as I went, I just was relaxing. I got so fired up and inspired by being in the energy of the authors and what was going on and information I was being given, and I was loving being there. But on the second or third day, I thought, something wants to come out. I could not contain it. I, I don't think I could sleep the night before I signed up to be in your program, which at that time was called Master Heart and was a time that we came together in a support group, and we worked on, and you'll remember this, but the anthology, Pebbles in the Pond, 
And as I was learning about, wow, I felt so successful in writing my chapter. I loved doing it. And writing had taken on a whole different meaning for me because it was working on me. And then I knew or I felt at that time that my message and my my memoir became, okay, I can, you know, put my memoir out there. I've had a lot of learnings in my life. And I started that. And that was my intention. So part of my journey has kind of unfolded along the way, has shifted. And I guess if one thing I would say to your listeners, you can have an intention. And if you're writing, be aware, it's probably going to change as, <laughs> as it unfolds. Chapter yes. titles, book titles, different things kept, book topics, kept shifting. Book topics <laughs> and, for some and people. the topic for me. And that was big. But I had to go through that first phase of writing my memoir. And I did that. It was so healing and going through the support groups with you and the coaching sessions. So much of my lack of worthiness and feeling lack of confidence and insecure and all began to melt away with the kind of support and understanding I had. And it was allowing my wise woman to begin to surface and come out. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And I just have to say, like, it was such an amazing journey to witness you. And I, I mean, I feel this way with all of my clients because many of them like you come in and, you know, many of you listening are in this place of like, is it good enough? You know, I didn't do very well in English. It's already been written. You know, who's going to want to listen to what I have to say? You know, you get stuck in this perfectionism thing and just feel like maybe it's, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not worth it. Maybe I can't do this. And I know you walked in the room with a lot of that stuff and you know, you were just coming to relax and hang out <laughs> and, you know, got inspired to write. Yeah, it's just yeah. coming up for me and whatever you were giving the prompt for. And then, wow, my life shifted. Oh, yeah. Huge. So now that you are a published author and not just in the fifth wave of Pebbles in the Pond, but you know, more recently in your best-selling book called Conscious Leadership, Together We Rise, I mean, you came in with all those voices and now not only a best-selling author once in Pebbles, but a best-selling author twice. And I would just love for you to share from that perspective of now being published, what advice would your, you know, this beautiful, older, wiser self that you kind of refer to, what wisdom would you really share with your younger self? And with our listening audience who might still have some of those voices going on, like what would you share now to the part of you that was just beginning? or for those who are just beginning? What I would would want to share is trust yourself. Know you can do it. You do have a message. I would also say be aware that you will go through phases. I did, and I've witnessed other people doing it. And the first phase, like I was real excited when I started writing my my memoir and, and discoveries and insights and personal things were coming up and it was fantastic and I'm thinking it's really great and then I got to the second phase which this is getting hard this is it began to kind of like oh I was losing my momentum and there was this whole thing about the support and all is stay the course so that would be one thing is just knowing that if you get through that stage and realizing you can do it by just doing pieces as you go, just continue to write. That kind of led me to then kind of the hopeful 
things like, well, I think I can do it. And then it began to unfold. So I would say one of the first things is have a clear intention. I did that, even though that began to, to change a little bit as I, as I moved. But then keep the focus. It was when I began to lose the focus that I would kind of quit writing. And I would just say, don't quit writing, just keep doing it. As I did and built that momentum again, I began to love myself. And I say, this is part of it, except that I'm contributing. I want to do this. And I have a message that wants to come out through me. And even when I was um, writing the chapter for Pebbles in the Pond, it was on my experience in Egypt. And there were there were themes that had come out and understandings from an experience I had that I'm going to share right now because I feel like it's important for anybody listening to know this. It definitely helped me. And the first one was step into your power. The power is love. Quit playing small. And that's been coming up for me big time because as things have unfolded, more is revealed that I am to do. So quit playing small. And then the third one that really I've worked on, and it happened to me about two years ago, love yourself fiercely. And when I began to truly understand what loving myself meant that I could be more of a beacon, of a love, of a light to others around me when I love myself. So that's, that was big. And then the whole thing about protecting what, what is sacred, what's yours to do, keeping your focus and your attention on what's to come through you. And there is the end in mind. I think that always helps. So I, I also know that what is coming out through me now is about focusing on service. It's not about ego. It's not about what I think somebody wants or needs. It's truly coming from a space of caring and respect and service. And when I focus on that, a lot of the other stuff just sorts out, and it's not an issue. It was amazing how easily I was able to go through the publishing process after having done all this work on myself and through the writing. The writing is just, I can't say enough about that. And this is why in the next episode, I'm actually doing a solo episode that's going to be on the transformation quadrant, which is a tool that helps you like look at the book from all these different ways, because a lot of you listening, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to write a book. But you could just write a book. You could, you know, crank it out in a weekend or whatever, like everyone's telling you that you, you know, should do. Or you could write your real book, your best book, your authentic book, the book that is not only going to change your readers and change your business, but also change you and change, you know, the world that you're living in as a result of this book being done. I, I just, I have to pause for just a moment, Linda, because hearing you talk, you know, you talk about these ups and downs and this evolution and how deeply, powerfully, and personally the process of writing a book really changed you. And I think there's sadly so many people out there who are getting messages about writing a book that 
you know, are telling you to just microwave it, you know, just, oh, here's a template, answer these questions and that's your book. And you could do that and people do do that every day, but like 90% of what that book can do and how it can impact and the change it can bring is sort sort of left on the table. If you just crank it on a weekend and answer a few questions and fill out some template, it's like, all of you is kind of left on the table instead of being poured into the book as we're hearing Linda talk about so, so beautifully. So, and thank you for sharing all of that. Now, would you talk a little bit more just about the process, right? We have a lot of people listening who are in this process of writing, some of them perhaps in the process of publishing. And for you, I know this has been a four-year journey for you. For some people, it's been decades. For some people, it's been months. But what more can you share really about how the writing and publishing process has has been for you? I know you kind of touched on it in uh, what you previously talked about, but I'd love to hear anything more you want to add before we get into some fun facts about Linda. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that shifted in me is I began to have a different perception of myself and and of what success is. And I shifted, and, and this was coming through being in your program as well, but shifting from the thing of, of just being a writer to that of being an author. And then even deeper, a transformational author. That's what I'm called to do and be in the world, is a transformational leader, guide, facilitator, and what a difference when I shifted to that. And then when I let go, and I I would say this was part of it, after, and I'll say aligning with my inner guide and the source of my being, that the book that I was pushing to get published wasn't the right one for me. And then the insight that came, it was to be an anthology on circular leadership and that I had been operating an organization that had used this for almost two decades, circular leadership. So it's like the configuration of the chairs and how we respect each other and equality and empowerment. So the whole thing shifted and within the time that you and I, and I did talk with you about this and said, we can't do the other one. This one, what do you think? And you, you supported me. In nine months, we were able to come together, 19 writers, and produce the anthology. But it would not have happened if I had not done the work over the three years before that. And I know it. So sometimes I think some books we think we have, and then another one surfaces. I'm not so sure that down the road I might have my memoir published. And I was trying to fictionalize it at one point too, which was another like, oh, that's a whole different process. Yes, it is. (laughs) Absolutely. um, So anyway, I just know for me, there are no mistakes. There are only lessons. And um, our lessons, (laughs) and I know this too, are repeated until they're learned. And as I've done that and say, you know, all the answers are really inside, and if we tune into that, we, we cannot be off track. And we've got the kind of support, and it's coming out through our fingertips with our writing from our hearts. And it, it, to me, it's writing from the intuitive heart, and that's what lifts all of us uh, who are 
are writing and who are reading what's been written by those who open our hearts from their own truth. I can't help but think of what you said earlier about trust yourself, focus, and stay the course. I feel like, I mean, that's wisdom for all of you. Again, if you're driving, don't write it down, but um, (laughs) (laughs) write it down later. Trust yourself, focus, and stay the course. Because I feel like what you're just talking about, you know, with the ups and downs and thinking it was going to be the memoir and then it was going to be a memoir, but sort of fictionalized as a, you know, story told. And then it, you know, shifted to circular leadership. And once you got there, and we had talked about that a couple of years ago when we were on retreat, uh, writing retreat down in Costa Rica, this concept of circular leadership. And then you came back to it and then it was like, boom, off to the races. Everyone who needed to contribute the chapters was there. The publishing process, you know, move quickly. You just had an amazing book launch with like a hundred people in person buying multiple copies of your book and just in November, 2019. And I feel like everything you've experienced is because you trusted yourself, focused and stayed the course. So for all of you who are listening right now, who are like, maybe those of you that like the, you know, the very practical, tangible, like, you know, maybe you heard our episode on Amazon optimization and you're really into the practical, tangible aspects of writing the book. Today, we're talking a little bit more about the not so practical, tangible, but the ones that can truly help you cross that finish line and have the impact that you want to have. So yeah, Amazon optimization and things like that are all necessary, but so is trusting yourself, focusing, and staying the course. So thank you, Linda, so much for sharing those aspects of the journey. Surely. So now, as I mentioned, I wanted to talk about a little fun fact. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is, now I am blessed to also know your husband, Ed. I've known him now for a few years and saw him at your book launch that I was able to attend in November. And I know that Ed, your lovely husband, says something really fun about you. And I just want you to talk a little bit about this because I think it speaks to sort of this journey that authors go through in the many different iterations. And what Ed says about you is, you know, I've only been married once, but I've had five different wives. (laughs) (laughs) That that is so true for me. And it was so funny when I first heard him say it. And then I thought, why five? And then I thought, well, five, the number, I'll just tell you about the number for me. I was born at 5.55 a.m. in Texarkana, Arkansas. So, But five was significant because that was a triple five. My first name has five letters in it. And the number five really means transformation and change. And that's what my life's about. So maybe that's why he chose the five. But since he has known me, I was such a little wimp when when we first <laughs> met. I just was so, had so little self-esteem and did everything to please the man type thing. And that began to shift because he would not let me do that. He didn't like that. He didn't like the wimp. And I used to get hurt sometimes, but then I began to get strong and I found out, oh, I'm kind of liking what it's like when I'm being more in charge of my life. And So that was my early stages. Now I think later on when I have had epiphanies and out-of-the-world experiences and all, he keeps probably wondering, why did I do what I did to kind of push her forward? But I'm so grateful. And then the the changes and the, um, I will just call them transformations, I have not been the same person. And I took one summer 
where I took a six-week sabbatical from my job with the government in the Department of Education. I'd earned enough leave to do that. Took that journey and came back totally different. And I was um, able to to then step into my my truth and to begin to share that with others. And what was really different is to not care what people thought about me. Uh, hold on. Pause right there because I can't tell you how many authors I have worked with and some of you listening right now are relating to this. You are You hold yourself back from writing what you need to write because you're worried about what other people are going to think, what other people are going to say. And I assure you that if you stop yourself from writing what you need to write out of fear of what other people are going to say or think about what you've written or about you as the author who wrote that, I assure you it will not be the fullness of the book that it's meant to be. And it will not have the impact that it's meant to have. So I just wanted to put an exclamation mark on that point there, Linda, you know, because had you decided that you weren't going to do what you were going to do in your life because of, ooh, what are other people going to think? You would not have been leading this organization for a couple of decades. You would not have just rallied these amazing authors and published this incredible book called Circular Leadership. You would, you would not be the leader that you are today had you stayed in a place of worry about what other people think. So for those of you listening, if that's you, um, just, you know, just plant, set the intention that the part of you that is concerned about what other people will think, just set the intention that that voice can be quiet and you can write what you need to write. So go on with the rest of the, the story here and then I have a quick comment and uh, we're going to get into your final message for everyone. But I just, I didn't want that moment to get lost for anyone who's feeling that way because um, so many authors do, but uh, you can't let it stop you. Oh, that that is true. I'm glad you stopped there because that is a big, big piece of my journey and how I shifted. So I grew up in Hope, Arkansas, and hope has always been like a, I guess I'm going to use the word, the meaning of hope. It is not, for me, wishful thinking. It's a deep, deep knowing of truth and I have reframed it now saying hope is really higher order perspective evolving and it has helped me when I keep hope keep the hope keep the faith trust the process of life and whatever's showing up it has really helped me overcome and I'm going to mention something right now I don't know why it's coming up but maybe somebody needs to hear it I don't know why I've had to overcome feeling like a fake, but sometimes it's like, I think it's coming into the understanding of who I really am and what I, maybe I had been projecting was not the truth of me. But I bring that up because it came up as we're sitting here and talking and doing the interview and I thought, why did that come up? So I bring it up. So, and then another question that had triggered me at some time in my life is when I was asked the question and had to, to talk about it in front of a group, when have you been truly committed to yourself? 
and I couldn't come up with a, a story. And it hit me, how important is that for us to know who we really are, to be committed to our evolving? Yes. And, I mean, there's no way that you're going to write a book or at least a book that isn't just, you know, some questions answered in a template like we talked about. Yeah. Um, there's no way you're going to write a book of, of meaning and substance and impact and, uh, you know, on all of the levels that a book can have meaning, substance and impact if you are not committed to self because everyone and everything will be put ahead of your time to sit down and put your butt in the chair and actually write. The kids will become more important. Well, and kids are important, of course, but you know, you might not need to go fold their laundry right at that moment when you're supposed to be writing. You might not have to, you know, spend all that time cooking that dinner when you could make something a lot faster that would give you more time at the computer. You might not need to do all these other things that you could do. So you really do to to write and complete a book, you absolutely must make that commitment to self and honor it or the book is you know it's gonna it's gonna be a long time long time coming if ever so i just said i want to make one comment and then i want to ask you our uh, closing question but the one comment i want to say is i would not be surprised if your beautiful husband ed came to you at some point <laughs> and a lot of you might have this experience after your books are published too where he realizes now he's been married to six different wives because you <laughs> I was have cha <laughs> you've changed so much through this process and you're becoming you know so much more of who you are not that who you who you are already isn't phenomenal and amazing and hugely impactful in the world because you are already phenomenally amazing and hugely impactful in the world but I don't know. There feels like there's a next level coming. So maybe there will be a sixth wife for your husband. Well, I, I feel process. like you're right. I feel like I'm kind of on the verge of it. And I am, I will say too, gratitude, being so grateful and for my life. And I love my life. I love what's been created in my life. And even the downs, I can move through them so much easier. Yes. Yes. I feel like you've given a lot of people listening today just a lot of hope about what's possible and that it's not always going to be super easy and and fun, but you can get through the ups and downs and just keep going again as we talk about trusting, focusing, and staying the course. So in closing, Linda, what is the most important message that you want our listeners to walk away with today? Well, what what's coming to me is something and then I don't remember where it came from but it's like the head wants to know how to get there the heart knows the way and the soul has always been there so it's remembering and for the head part what was helpful and this would be what I would leave with people it really helped me then the head part to have a timeline to have check-ins, to work with a coach, to help kind of navigate those bumps along the road when I could have stopped. And then when the draft is, was nearing completion, working with a publishing timeline. And I loved having the concept of a midwife of helping me with the publishing. However, that's the head part. The message I would like to leave with, with your listeners is you can do it. You can do it. And the world needs your message. Write from your intuitive heart. Listen to your inner guidance. If nothing else, that's 
big lesson for me. And I leave you with all there is, is love. Uh, so again, my husband says this a lot. Love is the answer. What's the question? So loving ourselves and honoring our process and doing what's ours to do. Thank you so much, Linda. I loved how the energy of all of that, but when you said you can do it, like you spoke from such this place of conviction and knowing because you went from not thinking you could do it to now doing it and looking at, you know, maybe writing a, another book and another book. I mean, like, so I'm just going to, again, put an exclamation mark at the end of that as well as we wrap up today's episode and just reiterate that you all can do this. And please be sure to go check out the show notes. You have all the links that you need to my information if you need my help writing or publishing your book. And you also have all of Linda's information there on her book, Circular Leadership, her website, her organization that she's been running for a few decades down in Annapolis, Maryland. It's all there, a link to her book, like everything. So go check out the show notes and never forget, you can do it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in. 